Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. It is the 4th of July, and I'm ex- fully expecting fireworks throughout this podcast. Greg, say hello. Pow, 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 pow. Well, no, it's mostly because my window's open and my mic is very good. So I'm, <laughs> I, wow. if, if at any point during this podcast there legitimately is a firework explosion, um, that's For because... For those keeping score at home, I am still calling in on my telephone. This, this is true, and I'm sure that will happen for a while. Uh, so it is the it is, we are deep into the off season at this point. The Rangers have made two signings, uh, well, two notable two notable signings. Three. Yeah, all right. Yeah, technically three. Right. That's you, right. Don't don't shortcut Mister Clen Denning. All right. Uh, I've who? <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm going to mispronounce one of their names for sure later in this podcast. Um, we're also going to talk about a little bit of NBA news today because it's, it's uh, quite hard not to touch on that with the, uh, the events that have happened there. I'm sure Greg will go on a Mets, mm-hmm. a Mets rant and maybe a little bit of 4th of July nonsense. That's, uh, that's what you guys have to look forward to, but uh, let's get right to it. The Rangers sign Michael Grabner. Yes. Yes, yes, they do. Okay, very good. <laughs> so, well, uh, I mean, I didn't know if you had like a, a follow-up question to that. I was just agreeing with the fact that, yes, the, the Rangers did sign a winger by the name of Michael Grabner. Facts only on this podcast. Uh, that's it. We, are we done? <laughs> uh, I mean, so I like the Grabner signing because do it does uh, – I mean, it's not flashy. It's cheap, first of all. He's actually going to make less per year than uh, Victor Stahlberg will make with the Hurricanes, who left in free agency. And I think people were a little upset that Stahlberg left, but you know, I don't, I don't see him or Grabner being very different from each other. So if you can get the cheaper guy that'll produce at the same level, you know, no skin off my back. Uh, he's a third line winger. He's a shifty player that I think will do well on some special teams units, but you know, I wouldn't be expecting a 40 point season out of him. He's, he's a depth signing. He's speed that the Rangers have been missing since Carl Hagelin left. And I'm not going to say Grabner is Carl Hagelin. That's not a fair comparison. I'm just saying he brings an aspect to the Rangers that Hagelin brought. He's going to do it in a different way. He's a third line winger. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to, Day or break down about Grabner, the, the Rangers could have done a, done a lot worse. That's very that true. Um, last year, he was in Toronto, which had to be a hellhold. He had 18 points. In 2014-15, he was in uh, an Islander uniform. Actually, he was in an Islander uniform since 2010. And uh, actually, I have a pretty funny story about that. One of my old co-workers, her, name is, her lovely name is Erin, and she would complain about Michael Grabner almost constantly. Apparently, he would have these things called breakaways, named after our show. And uh, yeah. they would, uh, he's called, his nickname is Stonehands. So he never ends up scoring the goal, but he'll have like 25 breakaways, breakaways in one goal per year. By the way, the fireworks have started here, and we are in for a good <laughs> podcast. I heard that one. That yeah. was a hot take you were giving, so they had to send out the. Uh, the yeah, alarm. that was our hot take alarm. I have those guys outside. Outside. Yeah. yeah so that guy's gonna yeah, have I a mean, lot of breakaways. He's gonna be the. Uh, I would say he's our mascot. So it'll be fun. Like really, really nice breakaways and never scoring. That's us. Yeah, we call those a Rick Nash. Oh man, call those Tampa Bay yeah, Lightning I mean, game seven. Yeah, it's it's just it is what it is. Grabner is a nice depth signing that will play well on the third line with Kevin Hayes at center. And we got to figure out the winger on that third line. And I got opinions about that third line wing spot. Right. So I think it's Pavel and you do not. 
I think it's going to be Pavel, and I, I, I don't like that. I think if you want the best from Buknovich, you have to put him around competent players. And I don't, I'm not saying that right now Pavel is definitely a top six forward. He's certainly not. I'm just saying I would rather see him playing on a line. Say the Rangers don't make any trades, right? And right. we're just going to go into this regular season with the roster we have. Which, unfortunately, I'd rather, I'd, ra- I'd rather him play on a line with Stepan and Kreider than I would him play on a line with Hayes and Grabner. I, I just I think that's better for him as a player, and I think you're getting more out of Buknovich if you put him around better players. I don't think Buknovich is at the point where he's going to you know, raise the talents of Hayes and Grabner. I don't think he's there. I, but I think if you put him in the right system, he can be a very effective player early on in his career. I just don't see that on the third line. And I don't know if that's shortchanging JT Miller. Like, Miller did a lot of work to get off the third line last year. So am I just putting him back on the third line this year? That might not be fair to him. No, but I, I think Book has to prove himself when he gets here. I, I think he's going to end up starting on the third line. I don't really have a problem with that. I, I would have a problem moving Miller down. I think our, our top line is pretty good of Kreider, Stepan, and Nash. And then Miller, Brass, and, and Zuccarello is our, our second line, and that's really it. Like, I don't see how Bushnevich can get into that, those two lines. I mean, I can see how he gets into it. we got to see if JT Miller is establishing himself as a top-six forward uh, because JT Miller had a great year last year, but, you know, you got to have continued success in order to warrant being a top-six player. And I think that is... If Miller takes even the slightest step back, the Rangers are going to have to move Buknovich up because, again, if we're, we're living in this vacuum where the Rangers aren't able to – they're not really able to make any more moves. I think they have $12 million left under the cap, uh, and that's if, again, they're not making any trades. And while that sounds like a big number, we have to remember that the Rangers' defense right now is Swiss cheese. Yep. And it's not even – it's just high-priced old Swiss cheese that you're not even allowed to eat anymore and you have to throw away. Right. Cheese doesn't age too well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure cheese ages really well, so that's a terrible uh, comparison we just made. But this is, No, but cheese, cheese ages well, and yet somehow this cheese still went bad. Hmm. I see what you're saying. Now we're good. Now we're on the same yeah. page. Uh, I'm still having a hard time seeing... I, I have to see Pavel play in the NHL first. I got to see what he has. I don't think he gets to the top six line... Uh, through to our top six, just in general, until uh, maybe mid-season if he does it all. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm of the opinion where I want to put Book in a position to succeed, and I think part of that, I know I'm being a little greedy when I say they should shoehorn him into a top six role because I think that's how you get the best out of him. But you know, you're making more sense than I am. I believe I think he is going to start on the third line. I'm just not super excited about him playing with Hayes and Grabner every night. That doesn't, it doesn't feel like a good use of his skills. And that's probably true, but I, I just can't see demoting them from there. Uh, we, this could all be bullshit for right now because we've said on this podcast many times before, we're pretty sure Nash will get traded this offseason, but there's been no rumors of that whatsoever. I've heard nothing. So I, I really don't know what's going on in that situation. Uh, it, it may happen later in the offseason, but we've already seen the big trades in the NHL, which I guess we could touch on very quickly. Uh, I'm sure you guys have all read all about all those trades. Uh, the Nashville trade between uh, Weber 
and uh, wow, I'm blanking on his name. Why is going wrong with me? PK 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 Subban. Yeah. You know, maybe one one of the three best defensemen in the NHL that yeah. got traded for a meh defenseman. A one for like, one. Shea Weber isn't bad. Like Shea Weber is a plenty good defenseman. It's right. Just, and now they have you know, PK Subban. Shea Weber his... is not a. Sorry. He's just like Shea Weber's. Shea Weber's not a top three defenseman in the NHL, and PK Subban is. Yeah. Like, I just if if you're gonna do a one for one trade, you got to get like for like value and. All, the only thing like for like in the Shea Weber PK Subban deal is salary, right? And, <laughs> and now and now Nashville has Subban for the, his twenty-seven to thirty-three years. So great, great job, Nashville. Uh, and the they other, also have they got they got Kyle Johansson in the deal last year. Uh, they have I'm blanking on the other young defenseman's name that Predator fans gave a lot of credit for making Shea Weber look better than he is. Um, that team uh, is they got dangerous. Dangerous. Got Pekka, Rene. Yeah. They, the Nashville Predators might be the prohibitive favorite in the Western Conference. I believe it'll be it will be them in the Western Conference for sure. And uh, yeah, definitely as a preseason favorite for sure. Right. Uh, and they'll be competing with the Blues. So hockey's going in a really good direction. <laughs> so yeah. uh, big market teams really killing it within the, within the NHL. Fireworks still going on here. It's about to get it's about to get bad. I'm just saying. Just telling you now. Heard that uh, one. Heard um, that one. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen. I'm so so sorry, listeners. It's the only time we could record today. Happens to be as soon yeah, as fine. as soon as it got dark and on Fourth of July. So <laughs> that was poorly planned. Um, well, it's still light in Savannah, so you know, don't blame me. I won't blame you. Uh, I'll blame myself. There you go. Oh, okay. Here we go. So let's. Get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This Gotta will, love it. Yeah. Gotta this, love it. This will be an interesting one. Uh, let's talk about the other signing. Oh yeah, one more thing. Uh, Taylor Hall is now in. Uh, oh, Tyler Hall, sorry, uh, is now in New Jersey. So that's fun for us. No, you had it right the first oh, time. Oh, I did, Taylor. Taylor Hall. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was uh, at- yeah. Great, great move by the Devils, uh, who needed to add to their. They, they need scoring in front of their great goaltender, and boy, went out and did Hall, that. Yeah, Hall is Hall is going to be good. Hall is. You know, I think people don't realize, unless you're like a hardcore hockey fan, because the Edmonton Oilers didn't give you a lot of reason to watch them. Uh, even when McDavid was in the lineup, boy, Hall is a dynamic scorer. And I think on the right team with the right surrounding pieces, he, he could be Tavares like for the Devils. And I don't think that's overstating anything. He's that good offensively, for sure. Yeah, that's that, a great move by that, them. That's frightening, and that makes that team all that much better. They're still way under the cap, and we're making a bunch of signings. They got rid of Larson, which is, isn't really going to hurt them uh, in the long run. I mean, obviously, it's it's a good piece. Young defensemen are at a premium right now, and uh, we've said that on this yeah. podcast. Uh, I think maybe it was last week when uh, when James Clarks was on. He he told me he was like, you know, young defensemen are at the highest price they've ever been at, and you can get a haul for it. And look, he really nailed it. The, the devils, the devils did it. Yep. And that makes the P.K. Subban for Shea Weber deal even more perplexing because it seems like everyone in the NHL is valuing quality, number one, top-line defensemen at an all-time high rate. And the Canadians traded one of the three best for 60 cents on the dollar. Do the Habs even know that we would have gave them Girardi and Stahl? 
Like, do they even know yeah, that? I don't know. I, I don't. Th- I don't think we. I don't think we asked. We should have asked. We should have asked because I. I know we thought it was like a really dumb question, and it is. It's really dumb, and the, I, we thought the Habs would laugh at us, but maybe they wouldn't have. I mean, they might have chuckled. I don't know if they would have no, done a no. big party gut wrenching laugh. There's zero percent chance they would have ever done that. Um, no. Ah! Yeah. I, I, you're, okay. Sorry. Uh, let's talk about uh, Gurbir. I can't say his name. <laughs> Gurbay. Gurbay. Isn't, Isn't it that simple? I think it's Gurbay. Yeah. Nathan Gurbay. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll get like tagged that. on Reddit whenever <laughs> anything gets mispronounced. We don't. We don't have to spend much time on him. He's basically Dominic Moore's replacement. He's going to play fourth on the fourth center. line. Um, he might be a healthy scratch some night. When he's in the lineup, he's going to be on the penalty kill. He's shorter. He's going to be Dominic Moore. Shorter than Zook. He's going to be Dominic Moore. Shorter than Zook. Yeah. Just to get it out there. So he's going to be Dominic Moore. Okay. The Rangers weren't going to be able to re-sign Dominic Moore, so they're trying to find a cheap uh, two-way contract player like Gerby that could fill on that fourth line. That's what he's going to be. And Nothing wrong with that. You need depth signings, but you know, again, not a guy. I wouldn't even expect 15 points out of him. That, that makes sense. Uh, hopefully he'll give some hustle. I'm sure he'll quickly become a fan favorite, and hopefully he scratches glass sometimes. That's it. He did. He did. Uh, he did great work on the penalty kill when put in the lineup for the Hurricanes, and that's basically all we need to know about him because that's basically all he's going to do for the Rangers. That's great. That I mean, he's nothing to write home about, but he's a nice little depth signing. <laughs> and to be to be honest, and uh, something I noticed throughout this offseason is that a lot of the contracts that were signed have been. Um, absolutely outrageous. And uh, the Lucci's contract and some others. Oh, um, the Acaposo contract. They're they're crazy. There's crazy. Ac- yeah, Acaposo, Acaposo, Franz Nielsen, Lucic, um, even David Backus got a ton of money. That from Boston. Look, if the Rangers, if the Rangers were going to have a year where they needed to sit out free agency because they didn't have money to spend on someone, I'm so not glad a bad it was year to year. do it. No, I'm so glad. Not a bad year to do it because the 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 one difference maker that was on the market. By the way, I owe Patrick Dillon twenty five bucks. Yeah. Uh, because Steven Stamkos did not sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, he didn't but even wait for outside, free agency. <laughs> outside of Stamkos, there wasn't really there there hasn't been a guy to change teams where I'm like outside of Subban in a trade where I'm like, that team clearly got better because they signed him. Like, that signing hasn't happened. And I don't think that talent was available. There were a lot of, like, even the top six forwards that were on the free agent market, like a David Backus, they're not, like, franchise players. They're complementary pieces that are very good pieces that you want to help build around a contender. But if you're a team like the Buffalo Sabres and you're still trying to build a winner, I'm not sure spending big on Kyle Lock. The, the Sabres had so much cap space, they had to spend big on someone. But does Kyle Ocposo make the Buffalo Sabres exponentially better? And I don't think the answer is yes. I think he definitely improves them, but it's marginally. And they're going to be paying him what? Six and a half? I think so. Seven? Uh, yeah, I think it's like Some, six and a half or seven range? every uh, for seven years. So not and, exactly and, the greatest of contracts. No, and he's twenty eight now, which is okay. You're getting him as like as he enters his prime or is he's in his prime. That's not like, that bad. The, the right now, the only team I think the Bruins got better because they had a decent team and they added backers to that decent team. But I don't know if the Bruins have taken a step above the Rangers. Uh, I think the Devils have because the Taylor Hall trade was so good. Um, right, but and, and Snyder's in his the prime. Rangers, the Rangers, by doing nothing, uh, they haven't improved their team, 
But I don't see very many teams in the East that have taken a significant step forward ahead of the Rangers. No, I think the Rangers, are, they're in the same exact spot they were in at the end of last season where this is a team that could compete for a wild card. Uh, a lot of things have to go right in order for that to happen. And the defense, as we've said, is bad. It is ugly. But I've seen worse teams make the playoffs. And, you know... If the Rangers don't want to rock the boat at all, which I think is the wrong move, you and I have talked about it. I think we both agree the Rangers I, need I, to move out some players to get new players in. Ad nauseum but, at this point. Yeah. But if the Rangers do stand pat, you know, they can sell this team as a playoff contender. I don't think they come close to sniffing a Stanley Cup final. But I think this team would be competitive for that seventh or eighth spot in the East. I mean, that's not an enviable position to be in when you're the Rangers who two years ago were in back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. Um, yeah, but, it's just hard to keep you know, doing that. State, you know, it's hard to be the Blackhawks. Yeah, the, the there wasn't, outside of Stamkos, there wasn't an impact free agent. So I'm fine with the Rangers not giving someone like Milan Lucic $6 million a year for the next seven years. That, I'm, I'm good. I, I am okay. Yeah, we're okay. Whoever missed out on these free agents, just throw me prospects for Rick Nash. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would like to restock our farm system, and I think one of the first ways to do that is, is trading Rick Nash. So we'll see what, what happens yeah. from there. Uh, I think that's all the Ranger news we could touch on for this week, and next week I'm sure we'll, maybe we'll have some news, or maybe it'll be the dog days of summer. Who knows? Uh, well, the last, the last piece of Rangers news we should talk on oh, okay. is uh, the, the reports are out there that the Rangers – the reason why part of the reason why I think the Rangers have saved their cap space is they want to go after Jimmy Vesci very hard. Hmm. They want him in the worst way. I think it's a fool's errand to chase after him just because he's a Harvard guy with plenty of Boston connections. So I think the Bruins uh, are in the front seat. His dad works for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I put the Toronto Maple Leafs ahead of the Rangers. And he's very good buddies with Jack Eichel in Buffalo, who currently have his rights. Um, so I think the Rangers at this point, they can say all they want. Uh, I think they're a distant force. Now, the report is out there that Vesci is very good buddies with Kevin Hayes. Huh. And it's part of the reason why the Rangers are not shopping Hayes, because they think Hayes, who was another player that was... Um, a college draftee that didn't sign became a free agent and unexpectedly signed with the Rangers. Part of the reason why people think the Rangers are holding on to him is for a chance to make a run at uh, Vecchi. But I just, I just don't, I don't see it with the Bruins, with the Maple Leafs and the Sabres being in better positions than the Rangers. I actually didn't even know this was a thing until you told me. So I'm glad that was very Well, there you go. I'm, yeah, I'm, in, you. I'm informing you. But, I mean, that, that's all the time I really have to spend on it. He's not a free agent until August 15th. Uh, by all means, he's made it sound like he's going to test the open market. So we have six weeks before he can make any sort of contract or talk with any team. Uh, so getting too far ahead into it right now is foolish. I just think uh, the Rangers are no closer to signing him than they were to signing Sam Coase. Right, and uh, that's probably why I didn't know about it because it's not till August. Yep. Um, okay. No. Um, so we'll we'll talk more Rangers next week. Let's get into our our nonsense and non-Ranger talks part of the pod. If you're only here for Rangers, thanks for listening. See you next week. Goodbye. Uh, let's talk. Bye-bye. Let's talk some Mets, my friend. 
Sure. Make it quick on yourself. Uh, they just won a great game, eight to six, when they were trailing after Matt Harvey was doo doo. Yeah, Matt Harvey was crap uh, in all sense of the term crap. He couldn't field his position. He was throwing fastballs down the middle of the plate. Uh, he was responsible for all six runs. Don't even feel bad about it. He pitched like shit. I turned the game off after he threw the ball behind Travis Darno at home and just decided, you know what? I don't need this stress in my life. And then my phone alerted me that Travis Darno hit a solo home run. I was like, all right, so they won't get shut out. And then my phone alerted me that Curtis Granderson hit a home run. And I was like, ah, fuck, it's a four-run game. I got to give a shit about this again. <laughs> and then the Mets just, they just kept fucking scoring. And next thing you know, uh, fucking Jerry Benitez in the ninth inning puts two guys on again with one out and then gets the double play to end the game. But you know, I, this team is so confusing. They get swept by the Nets. They don't even look competitive in that series. And then they sweep the fucking Cubs, the best team in baseball, <laughs> in a four-game series. They chase John Lester out of the second inning in one of those games. Right. They beat Arietta. They beat Lester. They beat the best two pitchers the Cubs had. Yep. And then they come back from six runs down against the actually decent Marlins team. I don't fucking know what this team is right now. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who they are. And I know they're not going to make a big, splashy trade because I don't think they need to. All they ever needed to do was have their hitters start hitting like they've always hit in their career. And they're starting to do that now. And now I'm just confused about what's going on. They'll, I don't know how to judge this team at They'll all. be there at the end. They're going to be, uh, be fighting. I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll be in the wild card this year. I mean, they could well, even they, right they now, could even win the division. They're only four games back. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, and the Nationals lost again today. The Brewers, the Mets are three back in the lost column, and we got the Nationals this weekend before the All Star break. It's, I, 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 I just, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this team. Like, this is a nice five game win streak, but I'm expecting a three game losing streak to start tomorrow. And just you and I talking again on Monday, or I'm just like, I, I don't fucking know, Ryan. Like, I'll be angry on Monday about something, I'm sure. Almost about certainly. This team. Remember when the Cubs were going to break, like, the wins record? Uh, the well, fourth way through the season? Yeah, and then, you know, they started playing good teams, and uh, the good teams can actually beat the Cubs. Cubs are in a weird spot. Um, they might, like, it's weird to say that they have the best pitching staff in baseball, they might need a pitcher. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're going to expect Kyle Hendricks to do this all year. And they have so many prospects where they're the one team that could just, you know, if the Rays decide to make Jake Odorizzi available, you don't think the Cubs would be like, here's Albert Almora and Ian Happ? And I would, you don't think the Rays would listen? I would love that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Please, let's go. Yeah. 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 Like, the Cubs got so many outfield prospects. Like, they, they don't know where to put all these people. They got Schwarber on the shelf. They got Fowler ready to come back. Oh, the Rays are They're selling. Playing. If you want a Ray pitcher, let's go. Like, it's time to restock. Yeah, so, like, the Cubs, they could go out and get a starting pitcher and put a third pitcher behind Lackey, Arietta, and Lester. And all of a sudden, like, they go from great to get the fuck out. Like, that, that's what they could do if they really wanted to. I just think I think it's crazy that the Mets in a four-game series not only swept the Cubs, but we beat Lackey, Arietta, and Lester to sweep the Cubs. It blows my mind. Right. Uh, the Rays are awful, uh, and that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, it, it is really impressive that the Rangers and Giants have more wins or the same wins as the Cubs. So I didn't even know that's yeah, right. Yeah, but now. I think I think uh, you know the Cubs. 
You know, well, while we're talking baseball, um, it's going to be great when the Yankees don't sell anybody and they just are stuck with all these old guys that they could have traded to get something meaningful in return. Like, there is no reason for them to keep Carlos Beltran Zero right None reason. Get whatsoever. off the team. Same thing goes for CC Sabathia. There is no reason for the Yankees to keep CC Sabathia, and someone would actually take him this year. And yet, the Yankees are going to hold on to all oh my these God. people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this fireworks are the going fireworks? crazy. Yeah, my, <laughs> my dog is like literally crawling inside my butthole because he's so scared. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so uh, with that, with all the fireworks in the background, do we want to talk a little bit of NBA fireworks that happened today? Uh, we, we have to because it's not just today. It's like the last five days have been outrageous. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be the, the nuts this week. Um, so I guess we'll, you guys already know, but Kevin Durant has, is now a Golden State Warrior. The team that won 73 wins last year lost in the finals to a three-minute cold streak pretty much and the will of LeBron. Uh, how, now has the third best player in the league on their team and the second best player in the league. So, and probably and like, maybe, and, and, and probably the eighth and tenth best player in the league. <laughs> so they, they're, The four best players on the Thunder, you could make a case, are four of the 12 best players in the entire league. You mean on the, on the Warriors, you mean? Yeah, but, um, yeah. Th- yeah, what, who did I say? On the Thunder, but which, you know, not anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you guys got Old Depot, though, right? Good for you, Thunder. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. This season's, like, already over. This is one of the most ridiculous signings uh, ever, and it's all due to the cap increase uh, happening at this point in time. It is a one-on-one deal, so he yep. can sign. Uh, Max again uh, after this and just cancel out if he wants. But yep. uh, the best tweet I read today was uh, uh, <laughs> imagine Harrison Barnes uh, taking all those threes in the finals and they were, they were wide open and he missed everyone. Now imagine Kevin Durant taking them. <laughs> it's, yep. it's, Their starting five is ridiculous. It's Steph, Clay, KD, Draymond, and Iggy. Uh, <laughs> what, what, and then what you... they're, they're bringing back they're bringing back Livingston off the bench. Yep, which is a, um, a great bench guy. They had a, it's it's funny because Barnes and Bogut are now with the Mavs. Yep, they both traded of them. Bogut to the Mavs, and the Mavs signed Barnes to a max extension. But they got um, Damon Jones, who I actually like out of Vanderbilt. He's a big guy. He's gonna play like the fastest minutes, like fifteen minutes a night, and be fine. Um, they'll fill their bench with just. Fart noises oh, and emojis. Anyone who and wants to come there, go, veterans will come there for a minimum and be like, "Let's go! I want a ring." Like this is so. Like, that's the best starting five, I think. It's definitely the best starting five in modern NBA history since like you know 1990. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know NBA history enough to know if this is a better starting five than like the championship Knicks teams in the 60s and 70s. Or the what, Bill what, Russell when the league, had, the the league had eight teams? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's 30 teams, and the, the fucking Warriors have managed to put four of the 12 best players on three, one team. Three of the best seven Outrageous. shooters, like, on earth, together. Oh. But the, the, Thunder, uh, the Thunder, the Warriors might have the two best shooters in the league, and then Durant might be, like, fourth. Yeah. And now they're all on the same team. <laughs> it's it's so stupid. Like, Meanwhile... You're talking about the Knicks no, now? No, I was going to transition to the Knicks, yeah. Right, because before I before think that happens, decided... I want to just say, I, I, I've been yeah. more into the NBA these last two years. I was never really a big NBA guy, but I've kind of been coming around. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of Spurs games in the last, like, I don't know, three or four years. 
Uh, this is going to ruin my sleep schedule. These are going to be can't-miss events in basketball games. So I'm going to watch, finish watching the Ranger game and then at, at 10, 10 o'clock. And then the Warriors games are going to go on. And I'm going to be like, I'll go to bed. But then I'll be watching Durant drop 30. And I'm, I can't. I can't turn that off. It's Durant and Curry just shooting threes from across. Go ahead, go ahead. You might, you might be able to turn it off at halftime when it's a 28-point game every night. Oh, my God. They might rest, start resting in the third quarter. It's, I know I'm exaggerating and, the, and teams are going to play their heart out against them. But, man, that is something else. Well, just think about it. The Warriors are now in a position where a basketball game is 48 minutes long. There is no reason for them at any time to have the four of Curry, Durant, Clay, and Draymond to all be on the bench at the same time unless they're blowing someone out, which means for the whole span of a game, (laughs) at every point in the game, Opposing teams will have to face one of those four players at the minimum. If I'm and Steve Kerr right now, I'm just crazy. I'm just naked, covering myself in like wine and dollar bills. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just having a great night because I I get to coach it's, this team. It's insane. There's not there's no even coaching he has to do. It's like, uh, all right, here are five names on a piece of paper. Go play basketball. It's ridiculous. It's it's. It's the stupidest thing, and they're going to be a traveling circus. Uh, I have to see that team next year. I will. I will get tickets when they play the Nets somehow. I. I. Yeah. I will go to the Hawks Warriors game because I know Hawks fans aren't going. So. Yeah. Um, all right. A quick. Quick on the Knicks. Uh, kind of a respectable, yeah. respectable team now. Really like what Phil kind of did. I don't know how much of it was Phil to be honest, but uh, signing. Well, Derek- I think the, the the funny part was. Um, we started this day, a big group of us, we're talking oh about, oh, the Knicks actually have a decent starting five. And then KD signed with the Warriors, and we're like, no, it doesn't really matter who starts for the Knicks now. Yeah, I was telling you before the podcast, I'm kind of, I'm, I support this, the Knicks, but I, I really am a Spurs fan at heart. Um, Tim Duncan, uh, you know, right after Durant signed, was like, he's contemplating retirement. Yeah, Tim, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? You had a great career. You're a top 10 player. You don't, you're gonna. What do you want to do? Play the Warriors like it in, in the playoffs again? Great job. Go home, Tim. Just go swimming and enjoy your cards, hanging out, playing video games with your bros, and wearing your shirts that are too big. Hell out of here. And they did. They did sign Paul Gasol, Paul Gasol though. So yeah, that's the first did something. That's a sign. That's a sign that that Tim's done. Timmy's done. And he had a great yeah. career. He's he but was ageless until the last like all-timer. ten games. Ten games. Yeah. He's an all timer. But yeah, the Knicks. You gotta like what they're doing. Uh, Love the Rose signing. It's a one, a one year wild card before he's on the IR for the rest of the year. Um, so, well, same thing for Noah. I mean, yeah. they gave Noah maybe three years too many, but. No, they gave Noah two years too time, many. I, I loved the three year deal, which was the original deal that was on the table. I think it was three years, 60 million. And then it, it ended up going to four years, uh, 72. And I think it's an option at the end. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think with the salary cap going up so high. Like I think every contract is tradable regardless of length. So I, I don't even know how to judge any of these contracts. They are what they are. Uh, they all look insane. I, I really, I love the Brandon Jennings signing they love, made love, today. Love, 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 the love, one love. year five million deal. Love that deal. Brandon Big Jennings fan. has been trying to get to the Knicks for like seven years now. He's been trying so hard to come to this team. I, I I'm a believer in him. Uh, I think you put him in the right system, he can still be a quality starting point guard and the Knicks won't even need him to start right That's now, a nice now he's a nice base. backup and I also like the uh the Courtney Lee signing I love the Courtney Lee signing because what the alternative the Knicks were thinking about was Eric Gordon no. which, first of all 
Let's talk about how injured Derrick Rose, Gordon, and Joakim Noah will be at all times. Yep. Uh, but second, you didn't need a scorer. You got Melo, you got Porzingis, and you got Rose. I think between those three, they'll average at least 65 to 70 points a game, and they're going to want the ball. I mean, Porzingis so is, a, a, is a stretch five. Get a three five. and D guy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, get a three and D guy. Get Courtney Lee in there. That'll D up. That'll go up against the best offensive weapon on the opposing team and it'll allow you to hide mellow a little bit in the defensive scheme and it makes up for the shortcomings Derek Rose has at point you didn't you, you know Lee's going to average 10 points four rebounds and two assists a night you know what good <laughs> that's all they need from Courtney Lee they don't need anything more than that Right. You now um, got a rim. You got a rim protector in Noah, and you got a, a perimeter D guy in Lee. You're good. And this puts Porzingis at the three or the four, because uh, I think Melo usually he'll plays play the a, four. He'll play. He'll play a stretch four, and then you can go um, smaller lineups, and you can bring Lance Thomas in to play the four, and you can put Zinger at five. Yeah, this when, team's uh, actually pretty interesting, and and and, uh, and might actually be fun to watch for the first time in a while. And, yeah, uh, they got they got they got to stay healthy, but they have flexibility for the first time. And the Nets have Jeremy Lin, so that's nice. So good for them. Yeah, yeah, that that's about it. That's about it. Um, so that's uh, this uh, the Durant thing really is just goddamn mind blowing. I I don't understand like how that even happens. It's uh, I really yeah, I, I did want him to go back to OKC because I thought that would be a really nice rivalry game next year. But man, no, this I is... wanted him going to the I wanted him going to the Warriors at all times. I just thought. You know that that's outrageous. That's the Western Conference All Stars playing eighty two games together all year. Yep, yep. Then you take out you take out Russell Westbrook and put in Iggy instead. Nice, great job. Uh, I really I am curious to see what happens with Russell though. Russell's going to go. I, the Thunder would be smart. They'd be smart to trade him. I think because I think he was walking anyway at the end of the year. Oh, he's not staying. Um, he's definitely not staying now. No, no way. Uh, he, he's would, leaving for sure. I would love him in Minnesota, even if it's just for one year. I Ooh. think you put him in Minnesota with Wiggins and Towns, Shabazz Muhammad, I like and Carl Anthony Towns, with Tom Thibodeau coaching them. And Dion, yeah, that would be think, nice. I don't, I don't know if the Thunder do it for Westbrook for like Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and two first rounders. But if I'm the Warriors, if I'm the Wolves. I'm calling Oklahoma City just being like, by the way. If you could sign him, though. Like, you'd this. only do that if you could sign him. If he'll sign with you. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know if he – I doubt he signs in Minnesota. I, 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 it feels inevitable that he's going to be a Laker. Right? It does feel like that, right? It feels like Russ was made for L.A. Well, I, he went to UCLA. He's from the area. Feels like he's going to go – I like Russ a lot, to too, so I really don't want him to go to the Lakers. Like, I really like that guy. No, because I – but at the same time – you know, the league is more fun when the Lakers are good and the Knicks are good. That's true. And I think Russ would, I mean, Russ would definitely make the Lakers better. That's no right. argument there. Very true. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not totally against it. I have just a personal grudge against Oklahoma City because, you know, I want the Sonics back. The Sonics are fucking fun. And Oklahoma City robbed that of us. Yeah, but I don't have a problem fun, with The OKC. weird thing about this, if, dude, if, if the Thunder played in Seattle... Do right. you think Durant ever really leaves? Yes. Just because it's Seattle? Yes, yes Seattle I do. Seattle is... I don't know, dude. I do I think he know. leaves. Think this is a once-in-a-lifetime a chance. You have to understand, like, this team is a generational team that will be talked about forever. Forever. I know. I, I get that, but I still think, like, 
it's a lot easier to leave Oklahoma City than it is to leave other places in the country. That's right? true. Um, that's Man, true. We'll see. Having a party over there, huh? Yeah, it's going crazy. Well, with these fireworks, <laughs> let's, let's try to end this podcast. But before we go, I have a nice 4th of July food question for you. You know, you and I have argued, is a hot dog a sandwich plenty of times? And we still disagree. Um, it's not a sandwich. I get Look, it. Look, man. No, it's not. Look it up in a dictionary. Fine. Look it up in a dictionary. Whatever. It's a sandwich. Okay, whatever. It's it's not two, It's got two pieces. A bun's one piece. Whatever. Uh, no. Quick question. No, quick no, question. No. And I want to see if we, we agree on this or not. Is, um, All right. is ketchup a smoothie? Because it's really just tomatoes. No. You fucking psychopath. <laughs> What's your problem? No. It, you, you, no. Would, you would yeah, classify yeah, ketchup as a smoothie? Is toothpaste a smoothie? <laughs> no, because it's not made of any fruits. But ketchup is. No, ketchup is not, ketchup is not a smoothie. It's a condiment. Okay, but... What are, what are you, nuts? It's made in the same, the same fashion. I'm just asking the question, is, Greg. Is, I, I is agree relish, with you. I just relish, wanted to get your take. Is relish a salad? <laughs> All right, is relish a salad is, is a really good one. And, and the answer is yes. Like, it is a salad. Get, get the fuck out of here. Get kindly leave. Okay, well, I will because I have to go to the movies. I'm going to see, um, what is it called? Swiss Army Man? I am. Swiss Army Man tonight with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. So I will tell you how that is. If you're going to go see the movie with Daniel Radcliffe, that's impressive. That's a good get. Nice name drop. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to go hang out. We're gonna. He's going to wear the glasses. <laughs> we're going to be the same height. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Expecto Patronum. Yeah, I know. I want to see that movie this week too. It's gotten uh, gotten pretty solid reviews. Some of our friends have seen it and said it's um, ridiculous in the most amazing way. Which so, is great. And uh, maybe I'll talk about it next it. week. And because uh, we we did our, our nice guys review that one time, and I think that went over well. Hey, I almost died. Well, I'll I'll, I'll go make sure to see it myself. But I'm also going to go see uh, the li- the Secret Life of Pets because that movie looks amazing. You would see that. I'm not seeing that, but I get why you would. It's a great movie. Look, I watched Big Hero Six for the first time this weekend. How are, how are your feelings? And I cried, I, man. Okay. I cried, man. Tears. It okay. broke my heart. I get it. I cried, it man. Tears during Toy Story Three. Hardcore. Hardcore. Uh, Big Hero Six just ruined me. I haven't not, watched not it. Not quite to the level. Not quite to the level Inside Out did, but it it it, it nearly reached that level. Inside Out is a great movie. Great, 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 great. In, Inside Out was the first movie I ever watched it, and I sat back and thought to myself, man. I'm excited to be a dad. <laughs> In 10 years. <laughs> For some lucky later. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. All, All right. right, go go see a movie, oh buddy, my God. because the, you got whistles coming the, now. Yeah, the fireworks are coming. So I'm very sorry for everyone yeah. that has made it this far in the podcast for all the fireworks in the background, <laughs> but I cannot, I can't stop it. So, <laughs> Go go see your movie. I'll all talk right. to you next week. I'll see everyone next week. Bye-bye. Bye.